Welcome to episode 13 of the RMD podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily. I'm Chris Clow, editor of RMD. In this episode, the third episode we're recording in the midst of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, we spoke with Evelyn Zolan, certified financial planner, founder of Inspired Financial, and chair of the Financial Planners Association, to discuss the evolving perspective of those in her profession when it comes to the topic of reverse mortgages and home equity access in general. As covered on RMD, the FPA recently entered into an educational partnership with Finance of America Reverse, in which both organizations will collaborate on new educational materials designed to give financial planner professionals a greater understanding of reverse mortgage products and the incorporation of home equity into retirement planning. Listen in as Evelyn and I discuss this and a whole lot more. Hope you enjoy it. Evelyn, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the RMD podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Well, before we actually get into the heart of the conversation about reverse mortgages, financial planning, and everything in between, tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you entered the financial sector. Because I was looking over your biography, and I understand that you served in the U.S. Air Force as an intelligence officer. So you must have had quite a journey to get to financial planning. Yes, it was not a direct route. I didn't wake up one morning when I was eight years old and think, someday when I grow up, if it all goes well, I'll be a financial planner. (laughs) Although I'm glad that the journey did bring me here because I love what I do. But I actually, as you said, I was an officer in the United States Air Force directly out of college. And after I separated from service from the Air Force, I actually was recruited by the Vanguard Group, which is a large mutual fund company, to be a relationship manager for them. It was interesting because at the time, of course, I didn't have any experience in the financial services industry, but at that time, Vanguard was growing very rapidly, and they were looking for individuals who maybe weren't experts in a particular industry, but had other foundational skill sets, whether that was communication or leadership or research or other interpersonal skills, and with the thought that if we find the right candidate with those base Um, strong, basic skills. We can teach them the details of the industry. And so that's how I made a hard left turn out of the United States Air Force officer into financial services. It's been a great road ever since then. Vanguard was terrific about education and training. I learned a lot about employer-sponsored plans, and they um, supported me as I got my MBA and finance and portfolio management, and also supported me as I started to explore personal finance and work toward my certified financial planner designation and were gracious and supporting when I made the decision that I really wanted to serve those individuals and love Vanguard to start my own practice, uh, Inspired Financial, in 2003. So here we are 17 years later, and I'm still enjoying it immensely. That's incredible. In terms of uh, the Financial Planners Association, I'm not sure exactly how many members of the Reverse Mortgage Daily audience are particularly familiar with its ins and outs. And how did you rise to a leadership position within it? That actually ties in directly with the story that I just told about my journey. Because when I left Vanguard, I actually did not have my certified financial planner designation just yet. I needed to finish up one or two more classes for the coursework and then sit for the CFP exam. And it was about a three-month, four-month gap before I was going to be 
sitting for the exam and fingers crossed, um, get my designation so I could start my practice. And in that interim period, I thought, okay, I'm home studying and I am missing professional camaraderie and there must be some group or organization of financial planners who get together and talk about financial planning things. And I hopped online and the very first organization I found was the Financial Planning Association. And it's not surprising because the Financial Planning Association is the largest membership association for financial planners in the United States. We are the largest association for certified financial planner professionals and pretty much anybody who supports financial planning and embraces the difference that it can make in our clients and lives and in our communities. And so at that very first financial planning association, we'll call it FPA for short, that first FPA meeting, I sat in the back, didn't know anybody and just sort of absorbed. And by the end of the meeting, I thought, this is it. I've found my community. These are folks who, who are like me. And one of the last things that happened in that meeting is the, the um, pro bono coordinator for the chapter said, oh, we're looking for volunteers to teach junior achievement at a middle school. And if you're interested, please come see me afterward. And I, um, after the meeting was over, I popped up and I went trucking down there because I thought, you know, I may not be a financial planner yet, but I think I can handle eighth graders. And so I um, <laughs> had my very first volunteer engagement with FPA from my very first meeting with FPA. And I have kind of a serial volunteer. I've been raising my hand for them ever since then. At, um, local leadership, at leadership at my state level, and then currently at the national level. And it stems from uh, a fundamental belief that financial planning changes lives, and our membership association helps our members be the best planners they can. And I want to be part of that. Excellent. Well, that's, that is certainly a, uh, a long journey, but uh, it sounds like a very successful one. So that's, uh, thank you for sharing that. I'd, I'd like to shift gears a little bit and talk to you kind of specifically in your role as a CFP. Reverse mortgages and the people within the industry have often tried to, I guess, establish more firm inroads with the financial planning community. What would you say your outlook has been previously in terms of discussing the incorporation of home equity into the retirement plans of seniors? And how would you say that that's evolved over the course of, say, the past five years? Certainly. So um, interestingly, when I um, finished that CFP exam and got my designation and hung out my shingle as Inspired Financial back in 2003, one of the very first clients that I helped was a senior couple were um, running out of resources. They had not saved as much as they should have. They really um, were going to be in trouble. And the largest asset they had at that point was their home. Now, my studies to become a planner at that point had had a certain amount of information about home equity as a resource um, through a reverse mortgage, but limited for sure. And so, ironically, one of the first deep dive planning projects I did involved a reverse mortgage. And then again, this is 2003. So think about the evolution of the reverse mortgage space and product availability in the last 17 years. You know, the, oh, yeah. they were pretty clunky back in 2003. And mm -hmm. I will, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't say I looked for any other solution 
for this client. But at the end of the day, this was the right one that was available to them. And so I stepped with them through the process. It was incredibly complex. It was very challenging for them to understand and for even me as a professional planner to navigate. We got them there and they were very happy with the end solution, but it was a difficult process. And so fast forward to now. Um, the 17, last 17 years have brought pretty significant changes in the reverse mortgage and home equity space in some real positive ways. And, and you know, it, there's also been bumps in the road along the journey. But I would say in the past five years, we have seen more positive than bumps. And the reason for that is that, there, first of all, the baseline product, the space has evolved significantly in the last 17 years. And I, we're seeing a lot more transparency, a lot better understanding around cost and usage and flexibility in the application of this. And there's also been a better understanding of how a reverse mortgage does not have to be the solution of last resort, but may better may, may actually help the client if it's incorporated into their planning process earlier. And so I think that we've come a long way and we're continuing to move in a really good direction as far as incorporating this solution into the toolkits of planners for their clients. Excellent. Yeah, I think a lot of people listening to this would be uh, very happy to hear that. In terms of some of the more common issues that you see among senior clientele in your uh, position as a financial planner, what would you say are the ones that stick out the most for those who are um, facing shortfalls in their retirement financing. What kinds of solutions, rather, do planners typically look for to solve common problems for seniors in terms of their retirement financing? Yeah, it's it's like the holy grail, (laughs) trying to find (laughs) that perfect solution because there's this inherent tension doing retirement cash flow or retirement income planning because everybody wants stability and safety and assurance that no matter how long I live, this is going to be here for me. So there's one side of the equation, but the other side of the equation is we don't know how long you're going to live. If you tell me how long you're going to live, I can get very precise about whether or not you're going to have enough money to make it. And and being a little tongue-in-cheek there, but we don't know how long folks are going to live. We don't know if they're going to retire right at the beginning of an enormous bull market or if they're going to retire two months into a pandemic and the market has dropped and there's a lot of economic uncertainty. And so for clients that are retiring and are unsure if they're going to have enough to pay for their lifestyle throughout their retirement, the solutions that planners are typically seeking are um, solutions that try to strike that right balance between safety and security and stability and confidence that it's going to be there while still affording an opportunity or growth, acknowledging that we don't know when we're going to die. And so that's why a diversity of tools and resources, you'll hear me, they say that a lot, tools in the toolkit, (laughs) a diversity of options available is absolutely critical because there's probably not a single silver bullet. There's probably not a single one answer that is right for every client or even for a single client, which is why it's really nice to have the opportunity to bring in something that is secure and stable and about as guaranteed as something gets, like a reverse mortgage, and maybe use it in conjunction with something that is going to maybe take on a little more risk, but in theory, have a little more opportunity for reward and growth to manage that longevity question. 
That's that's very interesting. I've spoken with some prominent financial planners who've related general caution about reverse mortgages, particularly yeah. since there aren't an abundance of broker dealers and investment advisor firms that discuss reverse mortgage options. How different are the reputational challenges for reverse mortgages with financial planners compared with the challenges that are present for consumers? Are they similar, but maybe deeper, or are they just altogether different? They are similar, but deeper, and they are altogether different. Oh, okay. um, and I'm, I'm, again, being a little tongue-in-cheek there, but the part of the challenge and that both financial planners and consumers face is, in some cases, just a foundational lack of familiarity with the product, with the space of reverse mortgages, and what are the details around them. Most financial planners and most consumers are only going to encounter them a handful of times. You know, planners obviously more often than consumers, but if you think about it, a consumer might encounter a reverse mortgage once or twice in their life. You know, mm-hmm. once if it's just for them, twice if perhaps they did it with their family, a, a parent, and then once for themselves, maybe tangentially through friends or um, siblings, but it's not a day in and day out thing. And of course, it's a, a rapidly changing product and a rapidly changing reverse mortgage environment. Of course, tax law and regulations around these are changing rapidly. And so it can be a challenge for both planners and consumers to keep up with that. That's the similar but deeper because planners, by our role and our responsibility, we should know that we are charged and responsible for knowing more about this. And so that is one of the challenges to staying current in a rapidly changing environment for reverse mortgages. And as a side comment, I would say, and my choice is to know enough to know when I need to call in an expert. And then I, um, and that's, I think that that's just prudent. You know, financial planning is a very, very diverse profession or, and with a lot of technical expertise required. And I don't even pretend to be an expert every facet of financial planning. However, I know how to identify really great professional colleagues who are the experts. I address the challenge of being familiar with products by knowing enough to be able to talk about them and then knowing when to bring in my expert. The altogether different challenges that we have is that financial planners, for right or for wrong, bring a um, perhaps a jaded attitude regarding reverse reverse mortgages to the planning process. Many of them, if you talk with them, they would say it's it's the tool of last resort, and that is based on, I'll just say history, and you and I chatted about that just a moment ago, Chris, that the past 17 years that I've been a planner have seen just phenomenal changes in evolution in the reverse mortgage space, and much of that's been positive, but there have been bumps, and those bumps have been opaque products um, with very high internal costs that have been promoted by folks who may not have been necessarily looking for a solution in the best interest of that particular client. And unfortunately, that's the world that some financial planners still remember. And so the altogether different challenge that financial planners have when it comes to reputation of reverse mortgages is clinging to a historical perception and not looking to recent developments and future opportunities that reverse mortgages provide. Hmm. Well, that's that's very interesting, and it's a, it's actually a perfect segue into the next thing that I wanted to ask you about. 
when it comes to the relatively recent announcement that the FPA would, would be engaging in a partnership with FAR specifically about education relating to reverse mortgages. And as you've already alluded to, reverse mortgages in general have undergone some very important transformations over the years, especially in terms of regulations that govern them. Speaking just in terms of the partnership that was recently announced, how important has that evolution of reverse mortgages been for the FPA in its ultimate decision to partner with FAR for this? Yeah, it's the transformation of the reverse mortgage space, especially the regulations around them, has been instrumental. The Financial Planning Association partners with like-minded entities that whose passion and interest is also around elevating the financial outcomes of clients. And so that has been an important um, touch point for FPA in determining when is it appropriate to partner up with an entity. And in the past, it, there were it was there were more challenges. Back to those hurdles that I was talking about a moment ago. There have been some challenges around that. And but with uh, re- recent regulatory changes that really increase transparency, make it easier to understand, and to have a higher level of confidence in the reverse mortgage product, it became a lot easier for FPA then to identify, speak with, and partner with an entity that is an expert, that that has a lot of knowledge around this, that is like-minded regarding caring for clients and um, helping planners do the best job they can in serving their clients. And so I'm not sure that it could have happened, you know, 10 or 15 years ago without the changes that we've seen in the reverse mortgage space and in those regulations. But happily, we're here, and that has happened, and FPA... um, I'm putting on my FPA chairman of FPA hat now that um, FPA is elated to be in this partnership with FAR and is excited about the opportunities it, it will afford our members to become more confident in including reverse mortgages part of the tools in their toolkit. Yeah, I remember talking to one financial planner who uh, used a car analogy to sort of describe how a reverse mortgage can be used as a tool. And for someone that doesn't want to talk about them, it's like, well, if you need to fix the bearings on your car, but the guy hates bearing pullers, then your car's not going to get fixed. (laughs) But if if you're open to, to the idea of including this tool then it could potentially solve problems. So yeah, the the tool analogy seems to be a very apt one. That's for sure. I also understand that you served as an adjunct professor at uh, UC Irvine. So it seems appropriate to ask you a question about education, Mm -hmm. specifically in terms of educational hurdles. What kind of hurdles do you think planners generally have about home equity in general and reverse mortgages specifically? And how do you anticipate the FPA's partnership with FAR will be able to help overcome those hurdles in a way that actually speaks to a CFP's priorities? Sure. I think the hurdles um, boil down to two, um, two primary ones. The first is an attitude or perception hurdle. And, you know, we just talked about that a moment ago, that that there can can be lingering perceptions or attitudes that, this is not transparent. It's too expensive. It is oversold and under delivers, you know, fill in. We all heard them. And so the, there's an attitudinal hurdle that would have to be, that we'll have to overcome. Then there's a, a I'll say a, a credibility or a questioning of the source. And that in the past, many times information about reverse mortgages was presented by sellers. Uh, and I mean the individual brokers 
of reverse mortgages. And it's like the um, ice cream seller telling you about all the virtues of ice cream. Not that I need a lot of convincing to buy ice cream, but <laughs> the, um, just that, you know, having having the um, promotion and information coming from somebody who would benefit directly from me acting on it, that too is a hurdle that, well, of course, it's going to look shiny and beautiful if the salesperson is my my subject matter expert on this. And there, and that's a little sad in my mind because so many brokers, reverse mortgages are true um, students of the craft. I mean, they really know this space and their products very well. And I, again, that goes back to perception that um, is being carried and now is showing itself as applied toward a lack of credibility if my subject matter expert is the person who is selling the product. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, how these hurdles can be overcome through this partnership with FPA is, first of all, some inherent credibility from the membership association. FPA is um, pretty stringent about, I'll just say, vetting and selecting our partners because we want them to be like-minded in supporting our members and helping them be the best planners they can. And so there's some benefit um, to o- overcoming those hurdles just through the affiliation itself. But beyond that, and this is important too, is that FAR and, and other reverse mortgage groups have taken to being a little more academic, really mm-hmm. seeking, I'll call it the science and the research of application and benefits to using a reverse mortgage that has been in the past. And I um, know that um, a couple months back, you interviewed Dr. Fao, and uh, he is a um, just a really wonderful source of information on looking at reverse mortgages with fresh eyes. And that's exactly what the partnership between FTA and FAR will afford our members is an opportunity to um, look at reverse mortgages through fresh eyes um, from a source that has credibility and is approaching this from the perspective of we want to provide you the best information, the newest developments, and fresh ideas on how to use a tool that is too often overlooked from a historical perspective. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's really fascinating. And I'm glad that uh, that this opportunity has presented itself for both organizations. Given your understanding of the retirement landscape today, do you think that home equity tapping could become more important for seniors who are looking to make ends meet in retirement as time goes on? What, what do you think the future looks like in terms of using the home as a financial tool itself, particularly for seniors? Yes, that's um, it's an excellent, excellent question because the um, retirement landscape, of course, is evolving. And the and back to my earlier observation around the tension between sources of retirement income, the stability versus the growth. I think that the home equity tool, the reverse mortgage, really is a, a resource for financial planners to consider when. Um, looking at providing that steady source of income in a volatile environment. And so there, you know, there's two, when I think about reverse mortgages, there's, there's two ways that I can, I I know many ways, but two that most often come to mind are for clients that actually have done a good job of saving for retirement and really are not at risk of running out of funds and yet suffer maybe from emotional or anxiety when their markets when the markets do dip and their invested assets drop 
then uh, you know connecting that alongside a reverse mortgage perhaps line of credit to tap that in lieu of going into the markets to cover during a dip provides a client a lot of security. Not, oh, okay, my investment, the markets aren't good. That's all right. I don't have to raid the cookie jar, so to speak. My, I don't have to go to my investments. I have a line of credit that I can tap as needed. And that provides some emotional soothing for a client without compromising their financial future and their retirement at all. And so there's, you know, that's one application that I think that is, you know, very valuable for more affluent clients that maybe aren't as much at risk of running out of money. The other that pops to mind for me immediately is just the kind of scenario that I think that you were alluding to, and that's somebody who did the best that they could when they were working to save for their retirement, but for whatever reason, and it could be they did a great job, but they just lived a lot longer than they thought that they were going to, and they're at a point where it's getting really tight, and there's, and again, back to fear and anxiety that knowing that you can always tap into your home equity as a resource to take care of yourself in your retirement, it's the ultimate safety net. It truly is. And I actually use these words with our clients when I'm talking with them about their own situation is that um, I'll, I'll just share candidly that we generally don't include our clients' personal residence as part of their retirement nest egg when we're doing retirement projections for them. And I always say to them, and that's mindful, we are not ignoring your equity, home equity, as a resource. It's probably one of the larger assets that you have. Um, however, we are going to save that as your ultimate safety net. And, and, and that doesn't mean that we don't actually tap it until things have really gone sideways. There may be opportunities to do that that balancing that I was mentioning earlier that you can open up a reverse mortgage line of credit and then use that as an alternative to tap during down markets. And so I think that with the way that the retirement landscape is evolving, the need for flexibility in identifying different sources of retirement income and a um, renewed interest and increased credibility for um, the home equity market, I, I think it's really an ideal moment for financial planners to be considering home equity as part of a retirement plan, retirement income plan for their clients. Excellent. Thank you for, for that perspective. I think that uh, that certainly conforms with a, a lot of understanding that's kind of out there in the ether, but hearing the specifics of that is, is very insightful. In terms of the partnership between FPA and FAR, I know it's a relatively recent occurrence, but... Mm-hmm partnership manifested thus far? And how do you expect it to play out for the remainder of 2020 and beyond? Sure. Uh, (laughs) You know, the world is a little different now than it was three months ago. And um, (laughs) we had and have, and I say we, um, FPA, we were so excited about the um, educational opportunities that we were going to be rolling out to our members this spring. There was going to be a series of webinars. We were going to have a session at our retreat, which is our advanced planning conference normally held at the beginning of May. And like so many other organizations and entities, we had to um, do a reset on that to respect certainly quarantine and social distancing, but also to respect the fact that planners right now are in a really challenging position. And that challenging position actually is only partially market related. It's much more about the opportunity to be that stable 
calming voice in your clients' lives when uh, it looks like the rest of the world is on shaky ground. And so planners are giving everything of themselves to their clients right now to certainly address portfolio-related questions in a down market. But even more than that, how does this impact your financial plan? Well, let me talk to you about that and let me assure you you're going to be okay. At the same time, that planner is also navigating their own anxieties and concerns, perhaps with their firm, maybe just on a personal level, because all of us are human beings and are concerned about our families and other people that we love and staying safe and healthy. And so to be mindful and respect what is happening in the world right now, FPA had to postpone some of those much-anticipated programs. The good news is not forever. And the even better news is many of them translate very well to a virtual environment. Several of them were already going to be um, virtual education opportunities. And so um, those will continue, again, respecting bandwidth and time of our planner members. We've pushed them to the summer and into the fall. But I'll tell you what I'm most anticipating is when we'll be able to all get together again. Um, Planners, (laughs) by nature, are a super social group. They love getting together, collaborating, sharing stories. I've got this crazy client. Have you ever had anybody like that? And we connect for community and to support each other and to make us better as planners. And far fits into that community now as a, a resource and tool. And we would like to be able to meet with them in person because this is where we really build trust and you identify resources in your subject matter experts. And so we're looking forward to some virtual events and we're also looking forward to having FAR participate in our in-person events as, as soon as we can. Excellent. That's terrific to hear. And uh, I certainly hope that that can happen sooner rather than later, uh, as safely as possible, of course. But it's nice to hear that that that's in the cards, definitely. I've only really got one more question for you. It's kind of based off of something that I had heard at a conference that I attended about financial planners, that they are far more interested in the risk of loss as opposed to the prospect of gain. So if a reverse mortgage originator wanted to reach out to someone in your profession, potentially on a referral basis, what do you think the best way would be that they could go about doing that in a successful way? Sure. And I can I can respect your audience's interest in that kind of a question because it, it can be a very tough environment for a um, reverse mortgage specialist to try to approach financial planners who, as we were talking about earlier, may have a jaded view of mm-hmm. this space. And so when I my colleagues who are reverse mortgage professionals, what has been most valuable for me is when they share with me success stories, when they can tell me case studies and examples of when a reverse mortgage integrated magnificently into a a financial planning situation. Because back to my comment a moment ago about planners liking to get together and trade stories, well, the reason we like to do that is I would much rather learn off of your experience and have to perhaps repeat that one myself. And the same is true in this space as well, that if a reverse mortgage originator has um, stories or case studies that can illustrate to a planner how how 
um, effectively a, a reverse mortgage can play a role in retirement planning, those case studies and, and stories are, are very, very useful. I also think that um, academic research is fascinating for, for planners. We are all very interested and life, most of us are lifelong earn, learners. And I, I would like the research. I, I love reading back to, um, Wade Fowl. I love reading Wade's material because it gives me a fresh perspective on how I can integrate this tool into my, my client's scenarios. And so for originators, it, it will probably need to be one-on-one, -on -one, but tell your stories, tell your successes, and share your research that you have because the planner wants to know. And then make sure that they're aware that you are available as a resource um, for them, whether or not they ever bring a referral to you because the number of times that they come to you and ask a question and you respond brilliantly with ideas and alternatives and it makes them look like a hero and serves a client well, that all builds to the trust that that planner will want to have in you um, to bring clients to you because, of course, it's their their risk, right? They are, if they're bringing a client to you, they want to feel comfortable and confident that not only do you really know your stuff, but you're going to care for their client just as much as they do. And so everything that I've just shared, it's a journey, but if you walk that path, you will get there, that you'll have a planner who um, thinks that you are their subject matter expert and you are the one that they would go to for help anytime there's a home equity question for their clients in their retirement. Excellent. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me on the RMD podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that you and yours are continuing to stay safe, Evelyn. Thank you again for taking the time. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for listening to episode 13 of the RMD podcast. Again, a very special thank you to Evelyn Zolan for being so generous with her time in talking about the evolution of financial planning's perspective on reverse mortgages. For more news and insights on the reverse mortgage industry, be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at reversemortgagedaily.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the RMD podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast content. I'm Chris Clow, and this has been a production of Aging Media Network in Chicago, Illinois. See you next time.